Welcome to the 24th episode of the Hardwired Hockey Podcast featuring your host Tyler Prosick and I'm Matthew Sheridan. Today we're going to be covering all the NHL playoff ho- action happening the past few days including how we think teams will fare in the second round. Uh, there's every series I'm pretty sure has been wrapped up except for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens. We're filming this on Saturday afternoon so game six is going down tonight so I guess we'll hop right into it. I mean Tyler I'm I'm such a bad host. Tyler how are you doing today? Oh, no worries. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, the Panthers are out, so I'm sad. The Lightning are moving on, but I think, you know, we'll see what happens in that series. But it was unfortunate that the Panthers got out. But the one bright spot from that for me was Spencer Knight, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, how are you doing ahead of this Game 6 matchup where the Montreal Canadiens are hosting fans? Yeah, stressed. I mean, we didn't play the best game last on Thursday, but – we still managed to take it to overtime, albeit with a lot of mistakes. So I've never witnessed the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs series go up three to one. And uh, although it's three to two now, we still have two opportunities to close it out. So I'm hoping uh, we can actually do it. But with that being said, I kind of wanted to jump in right into the action. Um, the first series that I thought we'd talk about, given that you're a Florida Panthers fan, is Tampa Bay just... Um, beat the Florida Panthers 4-2 in the series. Um, it was one of the best series, in, in my opinion. Uh, so much action and just so much good hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. You clearly can tell that the rivalry in, in the state of Florida is at an all-time high, and uh, it's just really exciting to see. So what are your thoughts on like how Florida played, how Tampa played? And, of course, uh, I'm assuming you're going to want to talk about your young superstar net, Spencer Knight. Yeah, it was a great series. Um, I think we all expected that. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the spotlight in that series was really went on to Jonathan Huberto, um, considering how he you know carried us in that series with ten points, one behind Nikita Kucherov for the league lead in points in the playoffs. Um, so it was the spotlight was put on Kucherov. I mean. Huberto, my bad. Uh, I mean, I guess and Kucherov for coming back after his missing the whole year. Um, until up until that last game, Stamkos didn't do much until, uh, like I said, the last game. He does have eight points in the playoffs, but uh, I think most of them, most of those were assists. He scored a goal in the first game, and I know he obviously scored a goal in the sixth game. Um, I was really hoping it would go to seven, but. Um, Nonetheless, it was incredible, a great series. We had a lot of questions answered in that series. I think the number one is the Panthers are losing Drieger, and it's like it's pretty obvious. I think number two is Spencer Knight will be with the team next year. Um, he's he's signed his contract. He's given us great two great starts in the playoffs, uh, although he lost that second one. Um, there was some empty net goals there too, so uh, keep that in mind. Um but I think the most important part taking away from that series uh, from the Panthers point of view is you have your goalie and you have that goalie for a long time. Um, the only problem is you have another man named Sergei Bobrowski who's holding up that spot with $10 million for the next five seasons. So there's a lot of questions to be answered in the off season for Bill Zito, but Nonetheless, um, I'm very confident that he will figure it out for the team. Uh, Owen Tippett had a great uh, series. He led uh, all rookies in points in in that first round with four. 
Kaprizov was uh, second with three, as well as Oliver Wallstrom, uh, second with three. Um, I think Braden Point looked good for the Lightning. Um, their defense, like always, looked good. Ryan McDonough is a piece of garbage that should not play in the NHL because he's an asshole. Um, uh, Vasi looked pretty great the whole series. Um, I think everyone kind of expected that, though. Um, I think he would – I would – place him as the second best goalie in the playoffs right now behind Connor Hellebuck um, who just dominated Edmonton in the first round um, so yeah exciting series uh, entirely um, but I was really hoping Panthers would pull through but uh, doesn't always go your way so I mean it is what it is Spencer Knight was definitely the biggest thing for the Panthers coming out of that and I think free agency this year is going to be huge uh, locking up Barkov is going to be huge. I'm wondering if he's going to get a fancy contract, um, like a big, you know, eight, nine, ten million dollar contract. Or I'm wondering if he sticks around six, seven, eight kind of thing. Um, I'm really uh, interested to see what he uh, gets. And I know Huberto said in his uh, his last in, uh, media availability of the year that he wants to be a Panther for life and he wants to win a cup here. So. Um, that was really cool to see considering he's a free agent after next year. Um, so yeah, a lot of questions for Bill Zito to answer in this off season, but I think we made up a lot of ground and really made our mark in the NHL fan base in general, um, because people were seeing that the Panthers are actually legit, um, and they can actually win hockey games and, you know, are not a joke. Um, and their fans were incredible uh, in all the games that they played at home. Um, so that was good, too. Um, but that's that's pretty much my breakdown. What did, what did you think of the Panthers series? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was such a, a fun series to watch. I mean, I only caught the first few games, but um, from what I from paying attention, trying to pay attention to the score and stuff, it just seemed to be such a, a high paced, high octane series. And uh, yeah, I think. I don't want to pump your tires too much because you hate the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, but the Florida Panthers are right there. Like their window, some teams' window of contention is wide open. You guys are just starting to yeah. open it, and I think it's a really exciting time because you've got Barkov, who, in my opinion, will get a plus at, at the low end just because of how good he's put. Like he signed his contract when he was still a, a not a a star yeah. at the level that he is right now. So. It was a steal of a contract, but he's gonna he's gonna hit his payday. I, I have no doubt about that. So, but um, like I said, it's it's such a bright future for you guys, and I can't help but kind of be envious of you guys because I love prospects, and our prospect were coming into the league uh, like five years ago with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. Those were exciting times, and I have a feeling that's the same thing with you guys. But you guys have a lot of solid NHL players as well. We were at a we were at a point where we didn't have solid NHL players or, or guys who are superstars or not superstars, but stars in this league. Um, you've got Anton Lindell, who in my opinion is a perfect second line center of the future. Uh, that's going to be a devastating one, two punch down the middle. And if his, I think his idol is Barkov. So you want to retain Barkov because Lindell is unsigned at this point. And if you guys want him to ink that entry level contract, I'm assuming he's Barkov's going to play a big part in that. So all in all, a fantastic series by you guys. I think uh, Aaron Eckblad really help, uh, did not help. Uh, I think this would have been a lot closer series had, be, had he been 
in the lineup and not injured. Your defense at times looked a bit lackluster, if I'm being honest, just uh, allowing too many chances in the slot, not boxing out guys properly. So Ekblad would have helped in that department, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to go back to regular divisions next year and you guys are going to be really competitive. So, but yeah, Tampa's second favorite team moving on. Uh, I kind of expected it, although I did expect Florida to put up a, a hell of a fight and that's what they did. Tampa's the, the better team at this point, uh, just with how stacked they are and getting Nikita Kucherov back, a healthy top five player in the league is no joke. So you, um, Vasilevsky, like you mentioned, was really, really solid. And uh, their defense, they were kind of physical and dirty. McDonough didn't like the hit, but um, Hedman played well. Sergeyev played well. Chernak looked decent. So, yeah, just a, just an overall really fun series. And before I kind of lump it together with the Carolina series, I wanted to get your thoughts on Spencer Knight because there's so many people that point out that you shouldn't draft the goalie in the first round. That's been evident the past few years uh, that you've seen teams kind of hesitant to draft a, a goalie in the first round. But in 2019, with you guys drafting Knight uh, 13th overall, and then last year, our Yaroslav Askarov going to the Nashville Predators. And this year, most likely seeing potentially two goalies going in the first round in Jesper Wallstead out of Sweden and Sebastian Kosa from Canada. So what are your thoughts on that? And just how, given how well Spencer Knight's kind of performed in the NHL so far, do you think it's time to kind of put that debate to rest and maybe go back to times where we saw not seeing goalies go first overall, like a flurry, but goalies being justified taken early on in the first round? Yeah. I mean, I think goalies being taken in the first round, obviously they have to be special. Um, and you, we saw that with Knight and Askarov as well. Um, although Askarov, uh, you know, in the world juniors was a little bit shaky. Um, Spencer Knight had that one bad game. And then he, we all know he was lights out from there. He shut out Canada in the final uh, in the gold medal game. So I think I felt Spencer Knight was legit when he shut out Canada in that game, that stacked Canada team. That's when I felt Spencer Knight is a legitimate threat uh, for the NHL sooner than we all thought. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to say goalies should make their debuts this young. He went technically 5-5-0 five, five and oh to start his career before he lost that last game, uh, including two playoff games. So that's pretty impressive considering he's 20 and he turned 20 like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he finished with a 9.33 save percentage and basically almost had a shutout in his first game. It was just one bad play by Brandon Montour and Keith Yandel. Um, in, in the game where Knight started uh, his first playoff game early when they scored on the first shot. Um, they also scored on the first shot in the game after, um, but then Knight was great all the way through up until Stamkos scored that bullet um, from, from his hot spot on, uh, I think it was on the power play. Uh, Sam Bennett took a bad penalty and that led to pretty much the Panthers loss. Um, um, so I, I love the thought of the confidence in taking a goalie that high. I mean, if, if you're going to do that, he better be your starting goalie in, a, in three, four years after you draft him, uh, maybe five. But I, I don't think, I don't think people should shy away from dra uh, drafting goalies early. Um, as long as you have a good scouting department, you're sure. Um, I, I say I'm all for it. Um, and for the Panthers, at least it's paid off. 
I, I agree. It, it takes a special goalie to go. Well, I could see maybe justifiable. You, you see a guy who has some talent, but um, will take some years to develop at the end of the first round, but definitely in the top 15, like we saw the past few years, um, it's, it's definitely going to take a special goalie to do that. And I do think um, Spencer Knight is justifiable just because of how dominant he's been um, with the United States National Team Development Program and then Boston College. And now he's looking pretty solid in the NHL. So it's a it's an interesting debate, but one that's really interesting. And uh, given that Tampa's facing Carolina in the, in the second round, um, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts first off on uh, just the Tam uh, the Carolina National Series and how that wrapped up, and then how you think Tampa and Carolina will be as a second round matchup. Uh, okay, so I'm probably gonna yeah I'm gonna talk about the second round a little bit more than I would Nashville, but. Uh... The Nashville series, my takeaways from that is Nashville starting their windows closing, basically. Um, and I think it is I think this was their last shot to get to the final, um, even though their team's not that good in general. Um, I think Nashville's windows closing quite quickly um, and maybe Askarov bring opens it back up. But, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, their prospects are decent. Um, so, you know. They, they they gave a good fight to Carolina. I'll give them that. Uh, UC Saros was incredible. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that Pecorino will be back. I think, you know, he's either retiring or signing somewhere else like um, like Lundquist did with the Rangers um, where he signed with the Caps. So, I mean, they put up a good fight considering they're facing the number one seed in the Central. But, um, I mean, I think everyone knew Carolina was going to take that one. Uh, moving on to Carolina-Tampa. Um, that's going to be a good series, like a really, really good series. Both both defenses are incredible. Uh, Carolina's goalie has been great. Vassie has been really good. Um, I think the X factor in this series is going to be Carolina's offense. Uh, if they can score three, four goals a game, um, I think they can win this series easily. Um, but it's just going to come down to how their goalie plays and how if they can get pucks past Vassie. Um, and stay out of the penalty box because that was a big problem for the Panthers. Um, the reason we lost that series is because we couldn't stay out of the box. Um, I mean, it was a physical series, but still, if you're going to get the lightning on the power play, you're going to get beat. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested in this series, but I'm going to say Carolina wins in seven. That is my guess. What about you? What do you, what do you think of Nashville series? And then the, now the Carolina Tampa. I didn't, I was one who expected Carolina to go in there. I didn't, ex I gave uh, Colorado in five. So I thought St. Louis was going to win a game. And I thought Carolina was going to sweep Nashville just because of how close it had been between Nashville and Dallas at the end of the season. But I was completely wrong. Um, Nashville put up an amazing fight. UC Saros is a guy who is not your prototypical big goalie in net, but for what he lacks in size, he makes up for in athleticism. He looked absolutely outstanding in that series. Um, I think uh, they got decent contributions from up and down their lineup. Uh, that's a big thing. It's it's never been they've never had that bona fide number one center. Although Ryan Johansson looked like it at the start, like Nashville and David Poyle hoped that he could turn into their number one center, giving up a, a what used to be or. Some people still say he's an elite defenseman, but I don't think he is in Seth Jones. But um, yeah, just this team has a lot of bright prospects like Philip Tomasino, who's dominating, uh, who dominated the OHL and who's 
having a really solid AHL season right now. And like you mentioned, Ascroft. So I don't know if their window to contention is slam shut, but it's, it's on the way down. Uh, I don't see them really having the players and the pieces to, to really make themselves a, a, a solid Stanley cup contender. I, I envision them making the playoffs for at least the next few years. I think that's entirely possible, but um, I don't, th I think their glory days are of them kind of wrapping it up with them making the Stanley cup final against the penguins. Uh, I don't think you'll see that from Nashville anytime soon, but yeah, I just thought it was a, an outstanding series. They played really well. I got to give it to them. Um, Carolina, Luke, losing Jacob Slavin just showed how good he is of a defenseman and how integral he is to that team. I'd argue he's the best defensive defenseman in the game right now. Just the way he's able to shut down opposition and just keep him to the outside. It's really impressive to watch. And yeah, he scored that. I think he scored the overtime winner because a series clinching goal, if I'm not mistaken, or it might've been tipped by Ajo in front, but he played a part in that one. So just a, an overall really big impact by him. Um, and uh, it's like, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, Tampa Carolina because Nadalkovich played outstanding um, in the first round. And now that he's playing probably the Vezina winner this season in Andre Vasilevsky, it's going to be really, a really fun series to watch. I expect it to be really physical, uh, just like you saw in Tampa, Florida and, or with Tampa, Florida. And um, yeah, just really excited. I hope Tampa can win just given, of course, my second favorite team, but I think if you look at both offenses, they've got really solid players up front. Carolina has Ajo, Sveshnikov, Taravainen. Marty Natchez is starting to turn into a really, really solid NHL player. Jordan Stahl's been contributing. And then, of course, with Tampa, I don't have to say Point Kucherov, Stamkos. It's just um, a lot of great players up front. And then both defenses are up there amongst the best in the league with, like I mentioned, Hedman, Sergachev, and then on the other side, Slavin. Pesci is really solid. Uh, you can throw Dougie Hamilton in there. I don't think he he's far from an elite defender, but he can still make an impact on the score sheet. Uh, you have to give him that. So, And two really solid goalies in it, like I alluded to before. So overall, a really exciting series and one that I think, if I'm being honest, I think this could go seven. Um, I probably would take Tampa in seven, but I do think Carolina makes this a really close series. So I'm going to take Tampa in seven, um, but yeah, oh, I guess we'll, we'll shift on to my, I thought these guys were going to go just given how the, the playoff format is they're they're meeting this round, but these guys are both uh, very serious cup contenders and uh, that's Colorado Vegas. So Colorado already spoke about this last week. Colorado just dominated St. Louis. I don't think we have to speak too much on that, but if you wanted to give your thoughts on Vegas, beating Minnesota in game seven uh, with the Matias Yanmark hat trick, and then uh, how you think the Colorado Vegas series will go. I absolutely loved the Vegas series with uh, the Wild. Um, I really thought the Wild were going to give them a run for their money in the first place. And when they brought them to seven, I, I was like, holy crap, like they have all the momentum going into this game. Um, but it did happen that Vegas was, um, was at home for the last game. So they had the advantage there. Um, but nonetheless, an impressive series for both teams, um, in this Colorado Vegas series, looking at goaltending, I think, you know, you got to give the, 
the upper hand to Vegas um, with a great one-two punch in Flurry and Laner. Um, defensively, <laughs> defensively, it's pretty even if I, if you ask me. Um, you know, you got Petrangelo and Theodore in in Vegas, and I think you know Makar speaks for himself in in Colorado. So um, it's going to be a really really good series. But I honestly think the Avalanche are going to dominate them only because Vegas went to seven with the Wild. So, you know, they've been playing high intensity, you know, really tiring hockey. Um, so they're going to be pretty beat. But, you know, at the same time, Colorado hasn't played in a little while in like a week. So, you know, they could be out of out of um, out of sync and stuff. But when you when you think of Nathan McKinnon, that's not something that comes to mind. Uh, I think the thing that's going to decide the series is star power and Nathan McKinnon's going to carry um, the avalanche forward. Uh, I'm going to say in five games, they're going to beat Vegas. Um, Yes, I know, bold prediction, but I'm going Avalanche in five. Um, They're who I'm cheering for for the rest of the playoffs, um, considering the Panthers are out. I'm not going to be watching until the final because I'm watching the Jays, but I'm cheering for the Avalanche for the rest. Um, They've never done anything wrong to me. When they swept Florida in the cup, I was not born. So doesn't really hurt that much. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go uh, Colorado in five games. Yeah. Uh, for those of you, of course, we're on Zoom and uh, when Tyler said Vegas in five, I, I mean, Colorado in five, my bad, not Vegas in five. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a bold predi- prediction, but one that I can see happening. So just me personally, I think... Um, I think Vegas and Minnesota was such a fantastic series. You got to give props to Vegas. Uh, why am I keep, I keep screwing up my, my names, but mm. got to give props to Minnesota for an outstanding series. They're another team I think is on the rise. Uh, they were such a middling hockey team for so long. It's, it was tough to see. I've always enjoyed a Minnesota and watching them play hockey, but now that they have arguably a guy who's could be top 20 in the league in a few years, if not already in Kirill Kaprizov, uh, just given how dominant he was, he's going to get a big payday this off season. But um, if you're Minnesota, that's your, your best player right there and you got to keep him around. So they've got a, a lot of prospects on the way. Kalen Addison, uh, of course, Pittsburgh traded him. So he's seemingly Pittsburgh giving up their, their best prospects. You've got Matt Boldy, you've got Marco Rossi, you've got a lot of special players waiting on the sidelines, making to, waiting to make an impact. So this team is on the up and coming, but um, Vegas was the better team. Uh, I think the start of the series could have been a lot more towards on Vegas' side, given how, of course, game one, they lost one nothing in overtime. Vegas just couldn't find the score sheet. And if they had been able to do that, I think this would have been over a lot faster. But kudos to Minnesota for playing to their style. And um, yeah, you got... Part of me is worried about Vegas. Uh, I didn't think they would take Minnesota to seven. I thought it'd be over much faster than that. But like you said, Colorado has been rested up. Uh, I think that really helps in the playoffs. Uh, they're, they're the better team as far as I'm concerned. They've gotten fantastic contributions from their top line in Ranson and Landis Cog and McKinnon. They've got arguably the best defenseman in the world at this point, Kale McCarr and Devontae's is another fantastic defenseman. Sammy Girard's really solid. And all you need from Colorado, all Colorado needs is decent goaltending. And they've gotten that in Philip Grubauer. So 
I think this team poses a really big threat to get Vegas out. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I have, I'm going to, I'm going to play it more safely than you. I'm going to say Colorado in six, but um, I think this series is going to be some fantastic hockey. And given that every series now is going to be more spread out instead of having multiple games on multiple nights, I'm excited to kind of try and watch as much hockey as I can. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a series that I'm going to be paying really close attention to uh, just given how dynamic both these teams are offensively and how exciting these guys are. These guys are the one I'd say Colorado is one of the faster teams in the league, just with how fast they move the puck up the ice. And uh, yeah, just overall really excited to watch, but transitioning uh, into kind of the, the Eastern divisions, um, with Boston and the Islanders, the Islanders beat the Penguins and Boston beat the Washington Capitals. So the first and second seed in the East division are out. And uh, now we've got a three, four matchup, but what are your thoughts on, if you want to give your thoughts on the, the wrapping up of those rounds and, and uh, potentially the, the start of the second round on Saturday tonight, they play it, I think eight o'clock. Yep, today at, tonight at 8 o'clock. And so yep. what are your thoughts on uh, the Islanders-Bruins? Because that's shaping up to be a pretty good series. Yeah, um, I, I'm really excited to watch or just, you know, see what happens there. Um, Islanders, you know, the Penguins put up a fight, but the Islanders in the end look like the better team when I watch those games. Um, Boston made quick work of Washington. Um, I think lots of changes are coming in Washington this offseason, especially with Seattle coming in. Um, and for... Uh, for anyone listening, I just I'm starting to write down our predictions. So it's in my notes now. I'm writing down our predictions. Um, so I have mine there set in stone. Um, and I'll write the rest of yours when you give me yours for the other possible two. For the Canadian one, we'll do both scenarios if Montreal wins and if Toronto wins. Um, but from what I see, um, Islanders, great defensive team. And I think they're going to need that against Boston because, you know, Boston's top line, their power play is really good. Um, I think they have the offensive firepower and, you know, Palmieri and Barzell um, and Beauvillier to get past um, Boston and uh, beat them in five games um, is what I'm going to say. Islanders in five. Um, I think the Islanders will get manhandled by if they're facing Carolina or Tampa, I think they'll get manhandled by either one. Um, so I think we're going to see Carolina or Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final this year, um, which honestly I expected at least one team from the central to be in the final this year. Um, so that's really awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take Islanders in five. That's my prediction. I think, yeah, I, I mean, that's a, I, I, the Islanders are such a good shutdown team. And I've, I feel as if I'm, I've spoken about this so much over the past few years, but it's just so impressive to watch Barry Trotz play his system and the other mm -hmm. team has to play it. It's like he, he knows how to get the most out of his players. Like in never in a million years, do you think Leo Komarov is going to be a fit on the first line, but yeah. he plays Leo Komarov on the first line and he just makes an impact. And although Matt Barzell has looked shaky um, in this series, in the last series playing the Penguins, you've got contributions from up and down your lineup. 
And that's yeah. what's most important in, in the playoffs is getting the contributions from guys who may not do it every day. And that's what's so beautiful about the playoffs is you get guys who are become folklore heroes when no one expected it. So I think this Islanders team could do something, sorry, do something really special. And uh, I just think it's something that is going to be a lot of fun to watch with, with the Boston um, Bruins. And I think with Boston, um, again, I was worried about how uh, their defense was going to stack up losing Krug and Shara in the off season, but they got a lot of great contributions from guys like McAvoy, Grizzlick, Mike Riley. Uh, so this team has been proving me wrong once again. And uh, I just think there's not enough, there's nothing really to be said about their forward. You just expect it with Marshawn, Pasternak and Bergeron. That's one of the best lines. I'd say the second best line in, in the league behind Colorado's top line, but it's so important um, that you have a second line that can roll and roll the, out those punches with the first. And I know we talked about this a few weeks ago and I got a bit of slack on Twitter for it, but can you, I can't imagine having Taylor Hall in the lease given how he's playing right now, how well he's playing with Smith and uh, Krejci. It's just, that's a, a, a brutal second line to play with against. And it's just so impressive to watch them. And I think what makes it sting even more is how little, how little Boston actually gave up to acquire Hall. So it's going to be a close series. Um, I know Islanders really like to play a neutral zone trap, which is just really grinding away and then getting a few goals. So I don't think, I don't envision this series to be really high scoring like the, the other two will be, but I think this will still be a fun series to watch. I'm going to go, this is such a tough decision. I think Boston is going to put up a really good fight, but I'm going to go Boston in seven. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I think the Bruins stand a really good chance this year. And uh, given how well Tuka Rask has been playing as well, uh, you got to give uh, Srokin has been really solid on his end, but I'm going to go Bruins in seven. So given we're going to, we're going to kind of head to our last series here or the last potential series, given that Toronto Montreal series is not over yet. We spoke about Winnipeg and the Edmonton Oilers last week. Uh, how much Connor Hellebuck dominated, how we thought Edmonton lacked depth. So I don't think we need to touch base on that too much. But what are your thoughts on Toronto, Montreal heading into game six tonight? And uh, why, who do you think, who you think will win? Well, like you said, we'll give both options. Who you think the, the winner will be if the Leafs move on against the Jets and who you think will be the winner if the Habs move on and face the Jets. Yeah, it's been a great series so far. I've only watched three of the games um, and not even all of them because I flipped to Jays games and and some of the basketball playoffs I've been watching as well. Um, but it's been, you know, great series. Um, although Toronto-Montreal rivalry hasn't been that heated lately, um, I think that this just puts a little spark in, back into the fire kind of thing. Um, I think if if Montreal wins tonight, they have all the momentum going into game seven um, because they just got a boost from their fans. Um, if Montreal wins tonight, Price would have played amazing um, because there's no way they're winning if he doesn't play well. Um, so I think tonight for them is going to come down to, can they get a couple goals? Cause it's been a low scoring series um, generally. 
Um, it's been close regardless, you know, each game has been close regardless of the score. Um, I think um, this game is going to come down to the goalies um, tonight. If Jack Campbell's on, the Leafs, the Leafs can take it because we know the Leafs can score. That's obvious. Um, it's just a matter of if their defense can keep it together and if their goaltender can keep them in the game. Um, so if Jack Campbell is sharp tonight, I think the Leafs take it with ease. Um, but if Carey Price is playoff P, if playoff Price, then it's going to give them some trouble. Um, I think if – you know what? Here's my prediction. If Matthew scores tonight – Toronto's going to win. If he doesn't, they won't win. Um, so we'll see. Um, nonetheless, it's been a great series. I know I've said nonetheless a lot today, but uh, it just keeps coming to me. Anyways, um, it's been a great series. I've enjoyed watching the few games that I've seen. Um, I'm excited to see what happens tonight. I'm going to the driving range later today, but I should be back before the game starts. Um, but, yeah, it's been a great series. I think I'm going to say – I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm going to say Montreal forces game seven. And I know that's going to make you sad, but I do think the Leafs are coming out of this series. Um, but I think Montreal will force a game seven. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, and in terms of if Toronto moves on, I think Toronto makes quick work of Winnipeg. And, you know, let me see what I wrote down. I'm just going to make sure uh, I've backed myself up. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I said Leafs in six on my phone. Um because, you know what, now I remember why I did that. Um, I think Connor Hellebuck is going to keep Winnipeg in it. Winnipeg's riding, you know, a little little bit of a happy high right now because they just beat the crap out of the best player in the world. Um, so I think Winnipeg has some confidence, and they're also rested, just as Colorado is. Um, so I think whoever comes out of that Leaf series is going to be tired because that's a hard-fought series. Um, and Winnipeg's just feeling great. Hellebuck is dialed in, very focused. Um, he's rested. Um, so regardless of how intense this Winnipeg series is with either team, Winnipeg has the upper hand going in because of how well rested they are. But I would say Leafs in six. Um, if Montreal gets through, uh, I think Winnipeg obviously – in my opinion, will take it. And I would say Winnipeg in five games would take it um, just because of Hellebuck and um, the Canadians' lack of offense. Um, I think Hellebuck would just steal the, steal the series from, uh, from the Canadians. Um, but from then on, I think Winnipeg would get absolutely rocked up in the conference final um, from whoever they're facing. doesn't matter who. Um, I just think all two, four, six of the other teams that could be in the conference final – would make quick work of Winnipeg. Um, so regardless, it's interesting. I think if the Leafs make the conference final, if they're facing Colorado, they're screwed. Like Colorado will mop the floor with the Leafs, no offense, um, just because of how well-built they are this year. And they're, I think they're the cup favorite, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, that's why I hopped on the bandwagon for the playoffs um, for the rest of the thing. Um, but don't worry. If they win, great. I'm happy. Um, but I'm not going to be a Colorado fan. Obviously, my loyalty lies with Florida next year. Um, but I think everyone, even when your team gets out, you start cheering for another team for the rest of the playoffs, just because it's the spirit of the NHL playoffs. Um, but, yeah, excited for game six. Um, it's going to be really cool to see Leafs Twitter after the game, regardless of with a win or loss. With a win, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we beat the crap out of Montreal. And if they lose, they're going to be like, oh, no, not again. 
So either way, it's going to be a fun night for me. Um, but give me your thoughts as the Leafs fan on uh, what's happened in that series so far and what you think will happen against Winnipeg if Montreal or Toronto moves on. Yeah, I think you described Leafs Twitter perfectly. It's either um, we're the best team in the world where uh, fans are on the high or on the high side or it's shit. This is the apocalypse once again every year. So there's no in-between. Although there are some guys who are level-headed, um, you do see a lot of what you enacted right there is, uh, yes, we're great or we suck. But as a Leafs fan, I just think this series has been prolonged much more than we needed to. We are clearly the better team. In game yeah. one, um, it came down to, I know if any Habs fans are listening, John Tavares' injury, they're like, you've got you've to gotta expect it. If a guy goes down, you've got to expect a rebound. But I just, that was one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. You just, like, we were so pumped for the first game. And the energy, and at least my host, was really high. Like, we were excited for the playoffs. We felt this year was different. And then you see your captain get nailed in the, in the head with the knee. And usually with when someone has a concussion, I, I often refer back to Jonathan Taze a few years ago when he got hit in the neutral zone. He was able to skate up. He was able to stand up and try to skate on his own to the, to the bench. He was really woozy, and you could tell he had a concussion, but he was able to get up and skate off on his own. Tavares was just laying in a prone position, not able to move, and that's what was scary. And also, when he tried to get up, he kind of fell back, and hadn't it been for the second trainer, who knows how bad his injury could have been because they said with the trainer holding his neck, that's what prevented him from potentially having uh, life, life. I, I, I forget the, the, how se severe it could have been, but it could have been a lot worse than it had been if the trainers had gotten out to him as fast as they could. So um, like I said, game one, I think we lost two to one and we made a few mistakes and you saw your captain go down, which sucked the life out of an empty building. I didn't know that was possible, but uh, it just, you felt it. And with game two, we dominated. We won five to one. We were clearly the better team. And Price played really solidly, in my opinion, in that game as well. He was stopping a lot. It's just the lack of offense in front of him. And the defense has been poured as well. Uh, or porous, my bad. Not poured. That's not a word. Porous. So, um, yeah, just going through games three and four and five as well. Game three, we won. We looked like the better team going into Montreal winning. Although it was a close one, two to one. Uh, again, it was their lack of offense. And Price, that game could have been easily four to five to one, but Price was standing on his head throughout the entire game. Campbell played really well, which is another thing you mentioned. And then in game four, four to nothing for us. It was a dominant game by the Leafs. So I was afraid of going to Montreal. I wanted to take one. We took both of them. And uh, I just think game five came down to the fact that we didn't ex the Leafs had seen a Montreal team that had really struggled those four games. And we saw a Montreal team that came out with complete desperation. And that's what the Leafs have to do for the, the remaining two games, potentially, um, is they've got to expect a Montreal team that's playing for their season because that's what they're doing. And we've got to come out and we've got to match that intensity and take it to the next level. We are clearly the better team. And like I said before, this is without 
John Tavares. This is without Nick Foligno, who's been out of the lineup for the past few games with a hamstring injury, I believe. This is without, albeit they haven't let in a goal, I think at five on five or something, or throughout the whole series, I'm not sure. Uh, I forget what I read on Twitter, but Matthews and Marner producing. Like Marner, I think has three assists and Matthews only has one goal this series. So that's something that we need from them. And even being down three to nothing in game five, we were able to come back. And like Sandine, I love the guy to death. Like he's one of my favorite prospects on the Leafs. And I think he's going to be such a solid part of our defense core for a, a lot of years to come. He made a few poor mistakes and Campbell did not look good at the start. And we still came back and forced overtime. And then of course, a minute into the game, Galchenyuk throws a, a complete apple to Caulfield and go on 2-0. So Again, it could have been different. We could have, if that hadn't happened, uh, a lot of things uh, had to go wrong and they did go wrong in that game. But again, Toronto's a better team. And I think if we can go in, I know Montreal has um, kind of the slight advantage. I'm not as nervous as some people are for 2,500 fans, but it's fans in the building. And that's, we haven't seen, I think I read on Twitter today, there hasn't been any NHL fans in a building in over, I think it was 444 days. So Montreal, although it's only like such a minimal part of their arena opening to fans, they're going to feel that energy because those are probably going to be the loudest 2,500 fans yeah. that we've, we've seen in a long time. So if the Leafs can come out and dominate, like I, I think they can, Camp can stand on his head and rebound from, in my opinion, a lackluster game. I think the Leafs can take this in six. I'd be extremely nervous if they came back for game seven because like you mentioned, Montreal will have the momentum. They came back from three to one to tie it up. And I just think the Leafs with their, at least when I've been alive, their luck in game sevens, it's, it's not a good look for us. So I think we have to wrap it up tonight if we hope we stand a chance. But I know I've been rambling on. Uh, I think if the Leafs move on to Winnipeg, uh, we played really well against Winnipeg this season. Connor Hellebuck is an absolute stud of a goalie. Uh, they've gotten important contributions from their forwards like Kyle Connor, Nick Wheelers, Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley. But I think, like I spoke to it last week, I think the games could have gone either way. Edmonton definitely could have won at least one or two games. Like the, the series clincher, that was in double overtime, just a lack of energy for the Oilers. I think that's what caused them to lose that game. But I think the Winnipeg Jets would put up a fight, but I think the Leafs would the Leafs are the better team. They proved that in the regular season. And uh, yeah, I think the Leafs, if the Leafs play the Jets in the second round, I think the Leafs will win in six. Um, but if Montreal plays the Jets in, in the second round, um, I think just like you said, there's only some, so much Carey Price can do. And uh, their lack of offense is clearly, I know, I know they scored four goals last game, but their lack of offense has been a concern up to this point. So I would take the Jets in six if Montreal played the Jets. So um, I think like you, I also say if Winnipeg does move on to the conference finals or whatever you want to call it, the third round of the playoffs, um, I don't envision them putting too much of, of a fight. I just expect the teams that will probably end up there being a lot better than them. And I think that's kind of expected at this point. I for one didn't expect Winnipeg to, to look as good as they did, but Again, kudos to them. It's it's going to be a fun for Winnipeg Jets fans to see them if they do make it to the third round. But um, I just don't think they're built to win the Stanley Cup. So 
with that being said, we thank you for listening. Um, if you want, if you want to speak to us about any topics, feel free to reach out on Twitter. We'd love to chat with you um, about anything that's going on in the hockey universe. Uh, Tyler, where can the people find you and uh, what do you have going on with OTL and your uh, Blue, Blue Jays podcast? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Prosec Tyler, P-R-O-C-Y-K, Tyler on Twitter, um, or Tyler R. Prosec underscore on Instagram. Um, you can see uh, OTL updates, uh, sports updates, just fun stuff that I like to post about. Um, I'm a pretty fun dude, so, you know, tweet at me. Um, uh, yeah, and then OTL, there's a lot of uh, series breakdowns for all these NHL series. You can check out on the site uh, at OTL. Um, overlandsports.ca um so yeah go check all that out um blue jays way podcast you know we come out weekly um we had keegan matheson from mlb.com the other week um and next week i'm co-hosting with uh, one of my writers because uh, my regular co-host curtis is taking a break because he works night shifts all week uh, at his job so uh, be sure to check all that fun stuff out and matt take it away with your plug time yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Sheridan underscore Matt, um, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N underscore M-A-T. Um, with the hockey writers, again, just prospect profiles coming out over the next few weeks. Um, I think it's, it's going to be, I know I alluded to this last week, but I think after the, the NHL draft kind of wraps up, I think I'll just with school. Um, second year is going to be a lot more difficult um, balancing five classes and trying to head to the ring for FC. So might not see as much writing from me from there. I don't know if I'm going to leave yet, but um, just check out for that. And then with FC, of course, we've got our NHL draft guide coming out soon. Um, all of our scouts are doing a fantastic job in putting in the views and uh, putting out the scouting reports. So make sure to check that out. I've got a few coming out over the next couple of days. So, but yeah, that's with that being said, uh, we thank you for joining us. Um, we thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next time.